In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. There is perhaps no worship occasion in the Christian calendar where the ritual practice and the appointed scripture seem to clash more profoundly than Ash Wednesday. After all, no sooner do we finish hearing Jesus tell his disciples that when they fast, they should avoid disfiguring their faces, than we walk forward to have our faces disfigured with the mark of the cross traced in ash on our foreheads. And then we go out for all the world to see. Matthew's gospel in general, and our passage for today in particular, sounds a recurring theme of inner versus outer. How are our inner and outer lives reconciled? In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus goes beyond the letter of the law, outer, to the intent of our hearts, inner. He says, You have heard it said, thou shalt not murder, but I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you shall be liable to judgment. Sometimes Jesus goes so far as to admonish outer acts. Don't take oaths, he says, because this only calls into question the integrity of your plain word. There are times when Jesus calls for extravagant outer actions, turning the other cheek, walking the extra mile, handing over coat and cloak. Yet many other times, Jesus calls us to even more extravagant inner attitudes, such as loving our enemies. In our passage for today, Jesus takes up three of the most important religious practices of his day, giving alms, prayer, and fasting. In each case, it's not the practice itself that is critiqued, but rather the goal of the practitioner to be noticed by his or her peers. Turning outward gestures that signify reverence for God into a currency for enhancing one's reputation or self-regard breaks the greatest commandment to love God with all that we are. So Jesus emphasizes the contrast between performing actions in a way that draws attention from others rather than in a way that honors God and seeks only God's approval. The underlying motivation behind this teaching, teaching is to reveal the hypocrisy that can lie at the root of our discipleship. Our inner and outer lives are often not reconciled. For some of us, the space between our inner and outer life is small. And for some of us, it is quite large. This lack of integrity, this lack of integration between our inner and outer lives is an exhausting way to live. It takes a lot of energy to maintain distinct inner and outer lives. And it keeps us from being the fully integrated, fully realized people that God has created us to be. On Ash Wednesday, as we enter Lent, this unreconciled, unintegrated space is the offering that we bring to God. Today, we're inviting God to gently help us, be involved in us, such that we allow those things that separate us from him to fall away. Lent at 40 days is approximately one-tenth of the year. By devoting our Lent to a more intentional walk with God, we are giving a tithe of our lives. 
Augustine said, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. We are created to yearn for the divine. We are meant to know who we truly are by seeing ourselves reflected in God's loving eyes. There is no reward, no recognition that the world can give us that can fill the space that is meant only for God. True spirituality is intrinsically motivated. It fundamentally has to do with our personal relationship with God. Relationship with God, the enjoyment of God, is an end in itself. So we pray, fast, and give for God alone in the assurance that these and all the disciplines that we take on will draw us into closer relationship with God. We vulnerably open ourselves to God so that he might transform us into the people he's created us to be. Yet we must acknowledge that sometimes we take on these disciplines even when our hearts aren't quite there yet. We do so not to be noticed and praised by others, but because we live in hope that by undertaking these disciplines, we might find God in new and deeper ways. That we might be assured that God sees us. God knows us. God gives us his divine attention and declares us worthy of his care and concern. This passage ends with one of my favorite lines in all of scripture. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our yearning is to have no space between God's heart and our heart. As we enter this Lenten season, let us take on those practices that might help us see and hear and know God more. Let us commit to giving up those things that are impediments to our relationship with God that keep us from living an integrated, honest life. Let us do so that we might move closer to living the truth that regardless of all of the beguiling messages we receive from the world, it is only God that is our treasure. Then our restless and sometimes errant hearts will follow. Amen.